0: just share some thoughts around discipleship. So we know in Matthew 28, 18 to 20, Jesus said, go into all the world and make disciples. Go into all the world and make disciples. How many, how many people have read that scripture? You know, most of us. Um, it's the Great Commission. It's, it's like, and it's so funny because over the years, I'll meet, I'll meet Christians and they say, yeah, you know, just want to know what God's plan for my life is. I just want to know what you know God's calling on my life is. I just want to know what God's purpose. I'm like, yeah. what? It's here. Make disciples? Yeah, yeah, but I just want to know what God. No, no, that's it. That's it. Make disciples. Go into all the world and make go into all the world and make disciples. Not stand in a room, spit, shout at the walls commanding the north the south the east and the west that they should come Jesus no 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 I don't want the the the, the world to come into the church I want the church to infiltrate the world Jesus doesn't because you, you you'll hear pastors and it's it's already losing battle hey you know there's too much of the world coming into the church the church is getting too worldly well, the only time the church gets worldly is when we haven't empowered our church to go into all the world and overthrow the kingdoms of darkness, overthrow demonic cultures, overthrow the idolatry that's out there and replace it with, with kingdom. The, 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 the church should be a factory that is producing disciples. It should be the disciple house. It should be not just a warehouse that produces, but it should be the powerhouse that produces. Oh, yeah. Just like if you go to a Tesla factory, it produces Teslas. A Mercedes factory produces Mercedes. Um, the, the, uh, the Gucci factory produces bills for Pastor Juergen. I mean, excuse me, uh, handbags and other items. That's not true, is it, babe? It's not it's not true at all. I'm, I'm in big trouble already. That's not true, she's wonderful. Um, I was just trying to, trying to joke. Yeah, Thank you, Samuel. Samuel thought it was fun. What about you, Alex? You thought? Yeah. Only? Okay, all right. all right. The church is meant to, church is meant to be producing disciples. So, so if the church is meant to be producing disciples, it's probably a good idea to ask ourselves, what is a disciple? If the church is meant to produce disciples, what is a disciple? The Bible says this. It says that um, that Jesus did not entrust himself or did not give himself to all men for he knew what was in them, but he gave himself to the 12. Jesus did not entrust himself to all men for he knew what was in the hearts of men, but he gave himself to the 12. Now, if you talk to anybody uh in the christian world why did jesus come what was jesus They would say jesus came on mission he came on assignment to destroy the works of the devil he came on assignment to save mankind he came to atone he came to die on the cross and all of that is true jesus came with mission save the world destroy the works of the devil you know, atone for man, redeem mankind. Jesus came with that mission. And yet he didn't let his mission and his assignment eclipse relationship. He gave himself to the 12. When when he gave himself to the 12, the 12 were disciples. But a few years later, Jesus says, no longer do I call you my servants, but I call you my friends. No longer do I call you servants. No longer do I. He didn't say, now I'm calling you executive servants. He didn't say, now I'm calling you leaders. Now I'm calling you bosses. Now I'm calling you. He says, I'm calling you friends. The highest thing. It's really, it's really, um, it was really impacting to me when we were in. Sometimes I have to go, you have to get away to see clearly. when when you're in the 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 forest you can't see the forest for the trees I see my church most clearly when I'm not in it and and I began to see I began to see why discipleship and discipleship has to be done relationally you you can't do discipleship in a classroom now we have classrooms and we have classes and we have DNA classes we have all of that and all of that is good that's the beginning but the, the ultimate discipleship can only happen in a relational context. Jesus didn't die to create a religion. He didn't die to just to end religion. He died to repair severed, broken, dysfunctional relationships. In fact, I would say that the measure of my discipleship is the health of my relationships. The measure of my discipleship, how well I've been discipled, can easily be measured, not by man's measurement, not by how much theology I know or how much scripture I've memorized or can quote, but literally by the health of my relationships, my relationship with God and my relationship with other people. There were two 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 people that were in the power to crucify christ one was herod and the other one was Pilate, pontius pilate the bible says that when pontius pilate discovered that jesus grew up in nazareth he thought he could wash his hands of the thing so he sends jesus up to herod for herod to interview him and herod wanted to because he'd heard all these miracles that jesus was doing and he was hoping jesus would perform some type of magical miracle trick that he could, and so Jesus goes to Herod. And when Jesus went to Herod and Herod interviewed, he says, I find no fault with this. This man's nothing deserving of death. And he sends him back. And the Bible says, after that day, after that day, Herod and Pilate became close friends. For before that, they were at odds. Just Jesus's presence with Pilate, Jesus's presence with Herod, He's repairing broken relationships. You can tell how well somebody's discipled. You can tell what the depth and the maturity of their discipleship by their friends. You know, right now we, we live in 2023 and in 2020, the world went crazy. In 2020, you know, crazy opened up and stupid, you know, fell out. And so there were, you know, mandates and lockdowns and you had to wear a mask, even though there was no scientific data to prove that masks work, they're trying to bring it back again, but we ain't complying. There's already, you know, there's already people saying, you can blow it out your shorts, we ain't wearing a mask. Uh, Cause it, you know, they, they don't work. All they do is they make the healthy sick. And which is what they want because they want to rule the world. They, they want to create the disease and then say um, we're the ones with the cure. And uh, no, you're the issue. If we get rid of you, then you won't be manufacturing diseases and then we won't need your stupid cures that actually all of them give you more, more power. So, um, but the world went crazy, the world went crazy. And then we had, because it was an election, um, we knew that, that every four years they wheel out the racism thing. So they wheel out another, another racism thing to try to further divide America on a very, very tender, uh, very, very um, painful issue. And so they they wheel all of that out, and so we we saw people pushing back, and we saw there was a number of uh, YouTube influencers and social media influencers on begin to push back, begin to put, you begin to you know talk truth, and so so we saw these people standing up. But three year three years on, I found that they they stopped fighting the enemy because as that calmed down, they they kept fighting. But now they're like fighting other Christians and they're fighting saints and they're like and I'm like, what 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 are you doing? Like like sound of freedom came out. Sound of freedom and they're attacking sound of freedom. And I'm like, you you've gotten so jacked up that you're attacking like you start shooting your own teammates because you're in this, you just what that is, is a, it's a discipleship deficit. It's a discipleship deficit. Discipleship, Jesus did not give himself to all men for he knew, but he gave himself to the 12, which is just, it doesn't say Jesus said, hey, this is my mission. This is my assignment. Take it or leave it. You know, hey, I don't got time to stop and wait. You know, if you can't keep up, hasta la vista, baby. Like he gave himself to the 12. He poured himself out into the 12. He, he laughed with the 12. He loved the 12. They, 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 they drank wine together. They went to weddings together. They, he, he shared moments with them. He shared revelation with them. He shared and revealed the father. In John 17, he's praying. He says, Lord, I haven't lost one of those you gave me, except the one who was doomed to perdition. But I gave them your name. I gave them, I revealed you to them. And now, Father, bless them. Now walk with them. And, and I mean, he's saving the world. He's dying for our sins, but he's got time to disciple. And I'm thinking if Jesus, who had a larger assignment than us, he had to die on a cross, he had to be crucified, has time to disciple people, what's our excuse? So what, so... So we know that we're meant to make disciples. So I just want to say relationships trump everything. And the reason why relationship trumps everything is because I can fool you in a classroom. I can fool you in a classroom. Yes, Jürgen? Hebrews 5.8? That's Hebrews five. Wow, that guy is on fire. 2 Chronicles 7.14, if my people were called by my name. Wow, that So I can fool people in a classroom. You can't fool people at a dinner table. You can't fool people that you're in relationship with. At some point, they'll see behind the veil. At some point, they see behind the curtain. At some point, they see the crack. That's why relationship is so good. A few weeks ago, um, Yin May preached right here on on Connect. It was Connect Sunday, and I had the privilege of sitting on the front row listening to Yin May. And I just love her because she says the the, the greatest thing about uh, joining a connect group was, um, you will face exposure. And I'm like, oh, dear God, that's the number one thing people don't want. You've just ruined Connect Sunday. She goes, no, no, it was good. Because in our connect group, I would talk all, all the time. And my connect leader had to say to me, because you talk all the time, no one else can talk. She goes, I needed to hear this. And she's one of the great, like they, they they produce leaders and multiply connect groups like everything else. But she said, had she not come into a connect group where there was relationship, the things that were buried, her insecurities and everything would never have been exposed, would never have been revealed. You need relationships. The Bible says, as iron sharpens iron, so a man sharpens the countenance of his friend. Iron sharpening iron is ka-ching, sparks, ka-ching, sparks, ka-ching. You need people in your world that that was uncomfortable. The Bible says faithful are the wounds of a friend. Yeah. I'm leaving the church. Why? Some of my friends wounded me. Have you ever read the Bible? <laughs> what? Why would I do that? I'm leaving the church. No, no, no. If you read the Bible... You'd understand it says, faithful are the wounds of a friend. But the, en- uh, the kisses of an enemy are deceitful. Don't just go to everyone who will kiss you. They may be trying to deceive you to take something from you. Faithful are the wounds of a friend. That only happens in... So, so just, just relationship? Okay, so... What, it, what is discipleship? I would say discipleship is th- the development of people. Discipleship is the development of people. We, we are not a salvation church in the sense that, you know, I, I would hear all the time, you know, souls, I, I get this email from this guy and all the time, and he's like, hey, you know, do you want more visitors on a Sunday? And, you know, and it's, it's almost facetious because I ignore him all. He's like, hey, pastor, surely... You want more visitors coming on a Sunday. And, uh, and I'm like, yeah, but not your way. Your way is a billboard, it's a sign, it's a marketing gimmick. You get people in who are like... I- I'd rather disciple people to go and make disciples. When people recognize, hang on, Jesus saved my neighbor, and he's like, well, I planted you there. Well, hang on, what, me? Yeah, well, hang on, save my work colleague. No, I put you in that workspace. I put you in that person's life. Like you are the influencer. You are the Christ ambassador. You are the the heaven representative In their world. Invite them. You bring them. Well, what happens when they get saved? Then you go through DNA class. You go through new Christians class. You get them signed up for baptism. You walk it out. You bring them into your home. You get them into your connector. And once they're strong enough, now they can go and do that for somebody else. That's a much healthier way than than people come in because they saw an ad on a bus or an ad. And not that any of that is wrong. I just don't. It's just people come in and, you know, it's... I like discipleship. So we, we develop people. But if I, if, 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 if I went one step deeper, we actually develop Christ in people. That's what discipleship really is. Discipleship is the development of Christ in you. How much of Jesus do you see in people? I would say that, that we are failing if we're not producing Christ in people. We should be producing, people should see Jesus lives in you. You know, Leanne, uh, and I, I don't want to take take away, but Leanne reminded me of a story the other day that I read many, many years ago. I think it was a, a YMCA where they would, you know, feed the, you know, homeless people. And uh, they had this mission. And basically what, the way that it worked was you had to come into the service, to the chapel service, where there'd be a, a preacher. And then after the preach, um, people would, would, you know, be given hot soup and bread and food and, you know, a place to sleep. And there was a man called Jim and, and uh, he was, he, he'd been there for a number of years and he just loved all, all, loved on people, just loved on people, was so kind, was always helping, would clean up their vomit when they vomited and, you know, hold, you know, wipe, you know wipe the stuff off their shirts, replace their shirts. And he's, he was always serving. He was always there. And in one of these services, the guy was preaching and all of a sudden, this kind of still 90% intoxicated, inebriated man gets up from the back and just kind of walks down the aisle while the guy's preaching. And then he just kneels down the front and starts crying out to God, God, make me like Jim. God, make me like Jim. And the preacher stops and he says, oh, excuse me, I think you mean Jesus. And he looks up and goes, is he like Jim? People should be able to see Jesus in us. They should be able to see Jesus in our actions. It's the development of Christ. Uh, and, and, you know, there are a lot of churches, they're either, a, 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 you know, heavy on the, the fruit of the Spirit. And I, the, the, we, we should be heavy on the fruit of the Spirit. I, I like the fruit of the Spirit, but not at the expense. It's not like you've got to choose the fruit of the Spirit or the gifts of the Spirit. There are nine fruits and there are nine gifts. Incidentally, there are nine pin feathers in a dove. A dove has nine pin feathers in its right wing, nine pin feathers in its left wing. So, you know, a one winged dove can't fly. It can have an impressive wing, but it can't fly. It needs both wings to fly. So the church is meant to fly. The church is meant to have the fruit of the Spirit and is meant to have the gifts of the Spirit. The fruit of the Spirit is the character of Christ. When you, when you see the fruit of the Spirit, you go, Oh my gosh, when I look at love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, self-control, I see Jesus. That's the character of Christ. But you, you and I are not just meant to produce the character of Christ in people. We're also meant to produce the power, the ministry of Christ in people. We want people filled with the power of the Holy Spirit, operating in miracles, signs, wonders, the working of miracles, Gifts of healings, tongues, interpretation of tongues, prophecy, faith. We, We want people operating discernment of spirits in walking in the power of the spirit like you you're when wherever you are the holy ghost is on the inside of you no matter what you face no matter what thing you can say, man that's a demonic spirit right now man you're under something can i pray for you man you're under a heavy like it's unbelievable While we were you know walking through a, a a courtyard this this woman just comes comes running up says hey hey can i talk to you can i talk to you i heard you're speaking your english I said, oh, well, you know, we grew up in Australia. We live in America. Oh, yes. Um, And she just seemed really troubled. And she said, can I ask you a question? I said, go ahead. She says, "Um, do you think that um, the women of today's world, say, work just as hard as the men, but they are not treated uh, with the same equality? May I ask your wife? I said, yeah, please ask. And she says, to Leanne, do, do you think that um, the women of our world today, say work uh, similar to a man, but they're not, they're not um, paid equivalent to a man? And Leanne responds, she goes, oh, no, that's, that's not my experience. My experience is, you know, my husband loves me and I have every opportunity. I have everything. That's not my experience. And then she goes, and you just kind of threw her for a minute. And then I just felt the Holy Spirit say, ask her what her name is. I said, sweetheart, what's your name? She goes, oh, my name is Daniela. I said, Daniela. I said, Do you know what Daniela means? She goes, God is my judge. I said, that's right. God is your judge. And let me tell you, you were meant to come and you were meant to grab us because, because God is your judge. You, there's, a, there's, a, there's a judgment and a justice on the inside of you and your friends don't get it and so they don't get you. So she starts bawling. I said, you look at what's broken in the world and you want to fix it. They're just happy to live for Friday night. They're, they're, all they're thinking about is the next club or the next pub or the next event or the next beer. I said, but you, you look at the world. I said, it's the call of God on your life. She is just standing there, but mascara running down her, her face. And we're like, can we pray for her? We pray for her and then we keep walking. And it was just like, and Lance, like, what just happened? I'm like, God. But we discerned that there was something. The Holy Ghost gave a word of knowledge. Ask her what her name is. When I asked what her name was, the prophetic word was re- written. We had a dramatic encounter with a woman just walking through a, a, a courtyard in Germany because of the, the power of the Holy Spirit. You and I are created to, to make disciples, to make disciples that walk in the character of Christ, but also operate in the gifts, in the power of Jesus Christ. Somebody say amen. Amen. All right. So moving really quickly, Jesus did not send the disciples out. He sent the apostles out. The Bible says that the disciples came to him. He gave them power and then he sent them out. And that's the last time they referred to as disciples from then on, they became apostles. So an apostle is someone that, that Jesus entrusts with an assignment. But Jesus only entrusts disciples with assignments. Jesus only entrusts disciples with assignments. If you want Jesus to entrust you with, a, with an assignment, you've got to become a, a, a disciple. So come with me, Jeremiah 31, 18 to 20, in the New Living Translation. Jeremiah 31, 18 to 20. Have a look at this. this is I just stumbled across this uh, a few weeks ago. I have heard Israel saying, you disciplined me severely like a calf that needs training for the yoke. Turn me again to you and restore me, for you alone are the Lord my God. I turned away from God, but then I was sorry. I kicked myself for my stupidity. I was thoroughly ashamed of all I did in my younger days. Is not Israel still my son, my darling child, says the Lord? I have often had to punish him, but I still love him. That's why I long for him, and surely I will have mercy on him. So Israel is talking about their experience with God was that God disciplined them. That God had to discipline and God had to rebuke them. The word disciple comes out of the word discipline or the word discipline comes out of the word disciple. So can I just say to you, you can't be a disciple if you reject or despise discipline and correction. You cannot be a disciple if you despise or reject discipline and correction. What makes you a disciple is your ability to lean in to discipline, lean in to correction. The Bible says, uh, all those that God loves, he also chastises. So, so we, have, we have tried to create a house where when you come into this house, we love you enough not to leave you as you are. Like we, you know, I know there are, hey, welcome home and, you know, come as you are. That's, that's all awesome. We never put those signs up because they didn't want to trip people up. Because while you, you absolutely come as you are, but dear God, you, you're a product of a, of a stinking, dysfunctional, broken, perverted, ungodly, corrupt world. We're going to get all that junk out of you, and we're going to put kingdom in you so you don't reflect the garbage in the world. You reflect the, the glory of heaven So absolutely come as you are, but get ready to change. Everything is about to change. Probably the reason you came is because that wasn't working. So why would you hang on to that? Why would you fight for that? Why would you... Because they're just trying to change me. Done right. That's called discipleship. We're trying to change everybody. I want to change. What do you want to change into? Into the glory of God, into the image of Christ. You know that each person here is a different flavor of Jesus Christ. You're a different color, a different light, a different flavor, a different fragrance, a different expression. There's a Morgan flavor of Christ. There's a Lisa Hundley, the sweetest, most beautiful fragrant of Jesus Christ. There's a Pablo, which is kind of like, I didn't realize Jesus had naughtiness in him. But then you meet Pablo and you're like, wow, okay. He's the naughty flavor of Christ. (laughs) Oh, Pablo. All right, really, really quickly, let, let me just land. In Acts 1, uh, sorry, Acts 1, in Acts chapter 6, there's, um, there's the story where, I don't have time to read the scripture, but, but basically, Peter and John hear that there's a dispute that they're missing the Greek widows in the daily distribution, and they're like, guys, if we, if we keep having to solve these many of things, we can't give ourselves to the mission, the assignment of the word of God, prayer, you know, power. We've got to keep the power turned on in the church and we can't get caught up in like spending all our days in committee meetings and hearings. And, and so he says, so let's choose seven men. And the the three qualities of these seven men was they had to be, they had to be uh, full of faith, full of the Holy Spirit and full of wisdom, full of faith, full of the Holy Spirit, full of wisdom. And then the Bible says that they empowered these seven men and then they, they were sent out. And I thought, man, isn't that interesting? These are just the guys who are going to be working the cafe. These are the, just the, the... So even the administrative tasks, they look for people who are full of faith, full of the Holy Ghost and full of wisdom. So in other words, nothing in the church was just menial. Everything in the church was... So I've got six qualities that, 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 that I believe Christ wants to produce in you. And because I'm out of time, I've just got to skip on them. But the first one is teachable. The first quality of, of a disciple is they are teachable. If you are unteachable, you are unreachable. The level of your teachability is the level of your reachability. Number two is faith. The Bible says without faith, it is impossible to please God. Without faith. Without faith. To me, one of the litmus tests of are we doing a good job? Are, are our preachers, are our churches doing the work of God? And it's very, very easy measure is faith going up where where we have a campus, or is it going down? Do people walk in with hopelessness and fear and anxiety because of the uncertainty and the rumors that they hear and the the negative, the naysay, the fake news, the CNN, inflation, interest rates, gas prices, climate change, the world is ending again, all that kind of stuff. And people walk in with uncertainty, but but do do they hear do they hear faith? Do they hear that? With God, all things are possible. If God before you, who or what can be again? Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. That God, God created you to walk in his blessing, to walk in his favor. You don't have to die to experience heaven. Heaven can come into your world right here, right now. You can expand to the left and to the right. You can advance god is a god that cancels debt he's a god that brings blessing he wants to bring you into a, a good and a large land a land flowing with milk and honey he wants you to be blessed to be a blessing does faith rise up in people's hearts do people believe that hey man though the world is full of negativity i'm also born again in the kingdom of god And in the kingdom of god there's not negativity there's opportunity in the kingdom of god there's positive in the kingdom of god I can do all things through Christ. He gives me strength. Number three is full of the Holy Spirit. Full of the Holy Spirit. Power comes when you're full of the Holy Spirit. You and I are never without power. One of the greatest ways to turn that power on is just simply just Jesus says, you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit comes. And they began to speak in tongues. In other words, Jesus saying, hey, I gave you power and I gave you the key to turn that on. Speaking in tongues. We want everybody not just baptized in water, but everybody baptized in the Holy Spirit. Speaking in tongues. Why? Because you can turn the power on. Every time I see I'm turning the power back on. I don't want want to walk in an ill spirit. I don't want to walk in a wrong spirit. I don't want, want, want to walk in a judgmental spirit or a critical spirit or a wrong spirit. Even David, after his sin, said in Psalm 51, Lord, renew a right spirit within me. Jesus says, my words are spirit and they are life. The disciples tried to call down fire in a place and Jesus, what are you guys doing? You don't know what spirit you're operating in. Son of man didn't come to destroy men's lives, but he came to save them. We see a lot on the Instagram, they're they're calling down fire. And uh, Jesus like, man, you're operating in a wrong spirit. We ought to be operating in the Holy Spirit, be full of the Holy Spirit. Number four is wisdom. Wisdom, the Bible says, with wisdom come riches, honor, and life. With wisdom come riches, honor, and life. You know, we get attacked all the time uh, by, you know, certain folks down there on Coronado. And, uh, you know, they'll, they'll, they'll have a go at what, you know, pa- and Pastor Jurgen drives a BMW when I had a Volkswagen. <laughs> Pastor Jurgen drives a BMW. I never forget when I heard that, I went out to my car my little Volkswagen was sitting outside the doors there. And I got in and kind of just rubbed the steering wheel. I said, people have been saying stuff about you. <laughs> And my little Volkswagen said, Whoa, "What?" said so people. I mean, said, "What are they saying?" <laughs> they think you're a BMW. <laughs> <laughs> really? Said, yeah. Like it was like out of control on the front. I'm like, "Slow down!" Like I'm going past people. I'm. <laughs> it's like it was. It was like. <clears throat> I got home. and said, "You're acting like a BMW," and it's like. But you'll find that, that fools, because if, if with wisdom come riches, honor, and life, fools, because they don't want to operate in wisdom, will judge you because of the blessing, the riches. That They'll dishonor because they've got no life. So that's why I don't even bother arguing with them. You just keep walking in wisdom. Five is the word. The Bible says they devoted themselves to the word of God. Leanne and I. If you said, "What's your, what's your secret to staying fresh, staying real, staying in the hunt?" I would say, Leanne and I read our Bible every day. It's the highest priority. It's the first priority. Read the Word, and then the last one is prayer. They devoted themselves to the Word of God and prayer. John John Wesley said that nothing God does nothing except in response to prayer. God is waiting to move. He just needs your invitation. God has positioned himself to be an invitation God. He won't won't force his way. You may need deliverance. You may need freedom. And he wants to deliver, but he's just waiting for an invitation. He's waiting for an invitation. There are some Christians, they get more boxes from Amazon than prayers answered from God. Because we've got this awesome little app that we can just order stuff, oh, I need this, and then Amazon delivers it a day or two later. You have the same access with God through prayer. The Bible says, bring all your petitions before God. If any man lacks, let him ask of God who gives to all men liberally. Come on, let's stand to our feet. Stand to our feet, let's lift our hands high to heaven. I know I went over, please forgive me. Please forgive me, know not what I do. Yes, I do, I knew what I was doing. Lift your hands high to heaven. Father, I thank you, Lord God, that, that this house is a discipleship house. That we make disciples in Boise. We make disciples in Soul Lake. We make disciples in San Diego. What is a disciple? It's a, it's a person that has Christ maturing on the inside of them. That we produce, we produce Christ everywhere we go. They operate in the gifts of the Spirit, the power of the Holy Spirit, and they operate, they produce the character, the fruit of the Holy Spirit. When people meet these, when people meet anybody that comes to one of our locations, they meet somebody that Christ is being formed. They have an encounter with the Christ. They see Christ. They experience Christ. Father, we thank you right now, Lord God, that that we lean into, we lean into correction, that we have a teachable spirit. Father, I thank you for your presence. Thank you for your power. Thank you for your blessing. Thank you for your goodness. Thank you for your goodness. What is my purpose? What is my assignment to be a disciple? You can't make a disciple if you're not first a disciple. Make a decision today. I am a disciple of Jesus Christ. And then from there, understand your assignment, your mission purpose is to make disciples. And it's really easy. How do I do it? Relationships. There are times where it almost seems like we're having a little too much fun. We have people criticize, that church isn't isn't a real church. Look at how much fun they're having. Guilty. (laughs) Guilty is charged. It should be fun. Life should be fun. They accuse Jesus, oh, he's a wine bibber. He's always at a party. He's always at a feast. First miracle. First miracle, it didn't cleanse a leper. First miracle, it didn't raise the dead. First miracle, he turned water into wine at a wedding. If you want to establish a religious career, that's probably not the way to start it. Turn water into wine because they ran out of water. That's his first miracle. Intentionally, on purpose. God was saying, hey, the religious have really done a terrible job at representing me. So my son's going to come and show you who I really am. That when life runs out of wine... I can take the ordinary and turn it into the extraordinary. When you think your marriage is at an end, when you think your finances at an end, when you think you're at an end and you've got nothing left in the tank, just bring to me water in a wash pot and I'll turn it into the most exquisite wine. Your life will reflect the awesomeness of God's presence and power. Father, bless these beautiful people, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Wow.